0: Sports Talk for real sports fans. 1700, the champ.
1: Buddy everybody and welcome in. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. It's a Friday. We've got a lot of ground to cover on one of the better nights in sports. Every single one of the four major sports in action last night plus college football. Doesn't get much better than that, although the game's left a lot to be desired. At least the ALCS clincher, the Thursday night NFL game, was a stinker. How you and I had no opinion on that game is head-scratching in its own right. A complete and utter walloping. Uh, lots to get to. Coming up on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, couple of locations uh, 2822 East 29th Street, Des Moines, 410 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. Uh, Dr. Fuller is my dentist. If you've moved to the east side, if you're new to the area, if you haven't been a de- dentist in a while, can't remember who your dentist was. It's been so long. I highly recommend Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Well, Trent Condon, coming up today, we've got uh, Tom Cakert. in about oh fifteen minutes or so. We will preview Maryland and Iowa with Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com. The Cyclones are off this week. Dylan's not. Well, he might be, but he's got to get through with us here. Uh, he joins us at 1130. We'll take a look at the football schedule for next year some news basketball wise regarding Big Ten, pre- our Big 12 preseason uh, forecasts that have been uh, published here today. Projections Iowa State picked to finish sixth. I uh, will look back at the first six games of the season for Iowa State. Then we've got a couple of football voices set to join us Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. You can hear the Chiefs here, home and away, all season long. Mitch joins us at eleven forty-five. That's brought to us by our friends at Papa John's. At eleven, at twelve ten or thereabouts, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen. He's brought to us by our friends at Mister Executive. Mister Executive in Des Moines, doing business in forty uh, in Polk County, rather for over forty years. Mister Executive dot com. Paul Allen. Then Bama, Trent, and I will go around college football before we give you our picks on a jam. Packed Friday, where we should start with baseball because as much as I hate them, uh, you have to respect the season that the Red Sox were able to put together, Trent. And maybe, as you said early in the week, maybe we we're just trying to outsmart
2: ourselves. Maybe we all yeah. thought this whole process—it it had that feeling, didn't it—that it was just this team's really good. They won 108 games. Well, you know, Indians—they—they—they they, they got Kluber, they got Carrasco, and Chris and, Sale's not—he's not, he's not yeah, finishing his season. And on that high bullpen note. stinks. Yes, it does. And last, uh, until last night, this closer had stunk. How about getting a call from Eric Gagne? I know it. That I think he's tipping pitches. Mm-hmm. That, that part of baseball and the whole, the reason baseball is great to me. And, and I've had plenty of people say, especially during the summertime, how can you and Ken talk, do two hours and, and an hour and a half of it is baseball? He said it's easy. To me, it's one because it's endless second guessing. It's, that's the fun part of it Nuances. for Nuances. The and that a call from Eric. Gagne. I haven't thought of Eric Gagne in a long time, right? But that and name pops was, up. He was and a
1: uh, he was a dominant. Now he, again, he he took shortcuts. Yes, as we as we come yes. to find out. But but again, one of the best closers of his time. Yep. And he noticed something. Now, did he reach out? Did he reach out to Kimberl I thought. Did he reach out to Cora? I thought.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. To Cora because right. they had a connection from right. the playing days mm-hmm. and went from there and. He had that walk, second batter, like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, you, I mean, Red Sox nation. Oh, I bet. They didn't yeah, even They had even... a three-run lead. Right. But they wanted Evaldi to stay in. I can see
1: it. I can see it, too. I mean, look look what Kimbrel has been. He's been rod back. You know, hair on fire
2: saves. So unless Milwaukee wins these next two, mm-hmm. both at home, mm-hmm. and it has to... In fact, eight times over the last 20 years, a team has faced a 3-2 deficit coming back home for how the final How many times? Two. Eight times. Okay. Guess how many of those eight? have come back to win the series? I'm going to say more than you would think. I will say six. Four. Oh, half. 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 So it's a 50-50 proposition, right? Right, right? And you get three to one odds. Do you? Not that you would, no, sure no, you would know. No, not at all, not um, at all. Well, I li- I, I'm already invested enough in the Brewers. I'm not. I'm not going do digging you, that hole anymore. Do you think you're? Still, are, you, are you alive? I don't feel good. Don't you? No, I. I think this ends. I think it ends tonight. Mm-hmm. I just, and we'll get Dodgers Red Sox, which that's really good. Yeah. It, so would Brewers Red Sox be? It too. would be. I want Milwaukee. I'm speaking thing. nationally, though. Oh, no, sure. And the Red Sox and the Dodgers have played before in a World Series. We'll have to ask Jim Whoa. about it. So back when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. They weren't even that. They were the Brooklyn Robins. Wow. Yeah. So it actually wasn't even Red Sox Dodgers. Nineteen sixteen. Well, I was gonna say what year in the teens was it? That to go way. So over a hundred years ago. But we've never actually had Dodgers versus Red Sox. That's an interesting little nugget there. Yeah. And uh nationally I think it's good for the game, mm-hmm. which is which is okay if mm-hmm. we do get that. Well there's star power on the Dodgers. Yes. I mean there
1: clearly is and um I am still rooting for this Brewers team. I am too. I'm a Craig Council fan. I like Craig Council. Look, he played in the majors for sixteen years, didn't have a ton of skill, but had a you know, Ugly batting stance. Ugly batting stance, that's for certain. But boy, he lasted a long time and he's become a nice manager. And how about the uh the sports update there at the top of the hour? The the the, the fact that the update guy can actually say this and he's right when he says it. And Wade Miley will make his second straight start. And he's in not, the NLCS. And
2: he's not an opener. He's not a reliever. It's no second straight start, right? Because he went one. He did not even get a get third inning. No, right.
1: he walked. His, he walked the guy that he faced. Uh, uh, so, anyways, uh, we've got a game uh, six tonight, a uh, clinching game. Perhaps I hope it goes to game seven. Although game seven is tomorrow, and honestly, Trent, I mean, it's college football. Uh, all day tomorrow for me. So let's end. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We know that the World Series starts on Tuesday, regardless yes. of what happens yep. tonight. The World Series starts on Tuesday. Um, and we'll uh, we'll have a ton of time to talk about that on Monday and again on Tuesday. But hats off to the Red Sox for losing the first game and coming back and winning four straight games to punch their ticket uh, yet again into the World Series.
2: And if we get a game seven, what would that be? A seven seven oh five start, something like that? Yeah, you know what? I wonder if they've already got the start time. Because we don't have anything excellent late.
1: Late got, late games you mean? Right.
2: So if it's a game a that's Purdue Ohio State, Washington State hosting Oregon. Those games are wrapping up and you no, can do it's 8 little, o'clock. It's eight central. Eight ten eight, central nice. So that's, you're talking about... Halftime of
1: the college football games. Roughly. You're,
2: you're going to be in good shape mm-hmm. if this thing's tight. And it's 5th, 6th, 7th inning, and then you can start, you can go for the football mm-hmm. right in, and, and then you wrap up with Hawaii afterwards, and trying to get right. Sounds like you've got a plan already, oh, Trent. i got a plan. Are you going to be trying to get it even, or even worse? Well, I don't like the card overall this week. I hate the NFL card. Do you? And the college card, I had a really strong Saturday last week. Not feeling it as much this week. hmm So... What I need to do is pull back. Don't bet 15 games. Bet three. Think I can do it? No. no, no. I know, you, I know you know me that. You know There's no
1: chance you're going to be able to no, do that. No. Uh, how do you feel about the uh, um, the Iowa-Maryland line? It's it's come back. It has. Um, is it right now? I mean, did, it opened at, what, 13? Mm-hmm. And it's at 9.5 now, and I thought it went to 10 at one point yesterday in some
2: places. It went as low as 9 in a couple of stats yesterday. And then I think the buyback kind of started to happen at that point. Is that the right number? I think so. I think, yeah. Because I I thought 13 when it came out was way too many points. It felt that way. I wonder how much the, the windy conditions are dictating this too. Because we just don't know. We don't know what... Kinnick is going to play with, with a northerly wind. And that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, Maryland doesn't throw the ball a lot to begin with, though. Right, and they work on more deception and jet sweeps and getting to the outside and using their speed and all those running backs they have. But Iowa, in the passing game, I don't know how you can, if you are a handicapper that looks at totals, I don't know how you can look at this game and say, I believe this because this is how Kinnick's stay in place, because we don't know. There's a new end zone there. And it's a lot higher. Yeah, that's a good point. And how much is that going to knock down the wind? You know what? We haven't we haven't had no clue. A, a, a strong north wind game this
1: year, have no, we? not at all. Excellent point. That'll be something to watch. Yes. Uh, how is Does
2: it whip around? Do you get gusts in there? Well, I think the answer is it'll whip around if I had to guess. But that seems to be the case in most states. But you just don't know. You don't know how it's going to play. That's why handicapping the, the total, I think, is difficult. Because before the wind conditions that, that are expected tomorrow in Iowa City... I was all over the over, and mm-hmm. I saw it just kept dropping and dropping mm-hmm. and dropping and dropping. And you're like, wondering yourself, what are you missing? It's the wind. That's the. W-. Because you know this, Ken. I, th- I think anybody that gambles has heard of this. More than rain, even snow. Mm-hmm. What impacts totals, it's wind. And well, what's your John light. Elway? It's <laughs> because he could
1: not throw the ball in the rain or the snow for whatever reason. He was a complete bet against with utter confidence in. Uh, and I don't know why. I mean, Hall of Fame, that is weird, yeah. isn't it? Hall of Fame quarterback. Right? I just couldn't throw the ball in the rain or hated playing it in the snow. So I, I don't know. Um, speaking of John Elway, his team, at least his, well, the team that he now leads uh, as the general manager, of the Broncos, Trent, you and I had no opinion on this game yesterday. Nope. Didn't have a feel for this game either way. And it was a complete and utter whitewashing. I didn't see this coming. I, I didn't. I, in fact, I was hoping for Arizona because I think it's all right now about the draft pick and mm-hmm. uh, Justin Herbert's a guy that you know I thought would look awful good in the Broncos uniform. Elway was there scouting him last Saturday uh, in the game against Washington. And uh, in order to get there, you're going to have to have a worse record in the Giants because the Giants will take a quarterback next year, and they're looking like they might be one of the you know the early pickers in the draft. But they, a couple of pick-sixes in the first quarter. Josh Rosen looked like a rookie quarterback. Right. Uh, Von Elway looked like he was able to live up to his promise that he did kick their you-know-whats, as he said that they were going to do this week. Von Elway? Von, is that what I called him? <laughs> Von Von Miller? Uh, you get a lot of love for your guys, I don't do. you? I do. Well, I do. Um, but Von Miller was just... And and Bradley Chubb, the lights going on there. It feels that way. It does. I mean, he's got five five and a half sacks. Leads the uh, rookies in sacks. There's a couple of guys that are. I mean, um, Ward in Cleveland, uh, the safety with the, uh, the uh, Chargers, the kid from Florida State, and went 15th overall. Dalby James. D- D- uh James. Yes, um, he's outstanding. But there's some good rookie classes, but Chubb's lights going on. Trent and, and Denver just completely. And how about my boy Sutton? Did I tell you about this yes. kid. That they love this kid. That catching it off. from Sanders. Catching it. From how Emanuel old is Sanders? Emmanuel
2: Sanders? Do you have any idea? Thirty-one. That's what I was saying. Th- and that's that's getting up there for a wide receiver uh-huh. anymore in today's NFL. Boy, he's still good. No, he
1: is still good. But you know what? This is going to be the end of that tandem in Denver. One of the two, Sanders Thomas. One of them. He's probably not going to be there next year, and I think Sutton's going to get that job because mm-hmm. he's cheaper. Now we can spend that money um, on a bad place. quarterback, on another bad quarterback. Yeah, Chase Keenum didn't win that game last night.
2: No, he made a throw at a wide open Emmanuel Sanders. Outside of that, it's mm-hmm. a whole lot. And there. you know what he underthrew Emmanuel Sanders. He did. Emmanuel
1: Sanders had to wait for the football. And <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders speed. also underthrew yeah. your boy Cortland Sutton. Overthrew,
2: almost. <laughs> oh, almost. Yeah, and that was a nice catch by Sutton. It certainly was. But a nice uh, catch. I didn't watch much of that. I was more on the college game because. It got so ugly so early. Boy, Stanford's difficult to watch. Are they? They're really, really tough. I wanted to watch Eno Benjamin for Arizona Mm -hmm. State. Wanted to watch Frank Darby, another guy that was on the Iowa campus for a minute and then uh, made his way down there too. Wanted to see those guys, but it's just so unesthetically pleasing watching (laughs) Stanford football. I get it. you know, From where they were and before Harbaugh got there, think how bad that program was year after year after year. Buddy Tevers had, like, what, one good season, and that's about it. It was bad football for a long time. Going back to John Elway. Going back to Elway, right. So The band is on the field. You're happy that your team is at least con- – but, boy, I mean, it's – baseball took uh, TV number one after a while. I thought Did it I was going to be more football. And TV the baseball one the game
1: baseball. was – I mean, look at G- David Price, who's been atrocious in yep. postseason. He was
2: fantastic last Hitting night. Hitting spots, and you could tell yes, right away. And Buck said that right away. Mm-hmm. He's hitting and his you know spots. what
1: people are attributing this performance to last night? He warmed up in the bullpen on Wednesday night.
2: Oh, is this yet well, another change in baseball? Th- this might
1: be. I mean, for David Price, he went down there, and he was ready to come into that game. And it wasn't just a throwing session. No, no, it he was... was coming into that game, should the hmm. need have arisen. And uh, and he came back, and boy, oh, boy, he backed that up. He was terrific. Verlander was, at he was due for a bad one in yeah. postseason. This guy's been money, money. Um, the Astros, hell of a run. They gave it their all as defending champions in this thing, but the Red Sox were just too much. Just too much.
2: Eighteen straight years, I think I saw. We will not see a team back in the World Series after winning it the previous year. Eighteen. 18? Eighteen. So you got to go back to the Yankees. Yeah, I think that'd be right. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That seems like a long time. And before the Yankees, it was the back to back. Oh, you're Blue Jays. (laughs) Uh, I see where you're going there.
1: Uh, We'll take a timeout. Tom Cakert, 1120. Dylan Mott's 1130. The voice of the Chiefs. They play here home and away all season long, including this Sunday night. Well, we would have had the Sunday nighter uh, regardless, as we have Westwood 1. Uh, but you'll hear Mitch Holtis on Sunday night. If you can't be in front of your TV, if you're coming home from the in-laws or the parents or whatever, you got to flip the game on until you get home in front of your television. 1700 The Champ has it. They have Cankerton Mons. When Trent and I come back, it's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 The Champ.
0: The ISU Coaches Game Day Show. Nothing but Cyclones. Four hours before select Iowa State football games on 1700 The
2: Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Nigan with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com or rushnigan can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise a presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 kbgg brick gentry law pc and rush Nigget. Wildwood Hills
3: Ranch is a local nonprofit just 25 minutes south of West Des Moines, serving over 1,000 youth at risk and veterans and their families annually. We would like to invite you to our upcoming events this fall. We have a barn dance in the Quad Cities November 3rd and an Iowa Machine Shed Thanksgiving on Thursday, November 22nd. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming events. For more information, go to wildwoodhillsranch.org.
4: Kurt here from Archer Home Center. Since you're listening to this show, I know you're not careless with money, and you demand a great value. So here's my value proposition to you. At Archer Home Center, I guarantee that I'll match anyone's price, and I'll be anybody's service on carpet, hardwood, laminate, appliances, electronics, and mattresses. It's our price match guarantee. Archer Home Center in Adel.
0: Match anyone's price, beat anybody's service. Archer Home Center.
5: My name is Jack. And I'm the market manager for Cumulus Media here in Des Moines. We hear so much about the changing media landscape, yet many business owners experience confusion over how to properly use digital advertising. That's why I'm inviting you to join me at a free digital marketing seminar on October 25th. We'll have an expert in-house who will show you how to best use digital advertising, whatever your business size. We'll have you out in under two hours. There's no sales pitch, but there is breakfast. I promise you'll leave knowing more about how to effectively and economically use digital media to grow your business. Join Cumulus Media, 8 a.m., Thursday, October 25th, at the Urbandale Chamber of Commerce. Seating is limited, so just give us a call, and our receptionist will put you on the guest list. Call us at 515-331-9200 to RSVP. Again, that's 515-331-9200. I'm Jack with Cumulus Media, and I look forward to meeting you on October 25th.
3: Come on out for Des Moines Buccaneer Hockey Friday night at Buccaneer Arena. Visit Buckshockey.com for news, promotions, tickets, and more. Buckshockey.com Des Moines Bucks Hockey Buckshockey.com
4: a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home.
6: Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. What type of people will create
2: a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type.
6: The type that will walk for life-changing research.
5: And stop at nothing. Until
2: type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you, so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org.
4: At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally.
7: Real sports talk
0: for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700,
1: The Champ. Welcome back, Ken Miller Show, 1700 the Champ. Trent and I take you up until 1 o'clock coming up this segment. We're going to talk to Tom Caker at Hawkeye Report momentarily. Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune in about 10 minutes. It's Iowa State's bye week but we got some ground to cover with Dylan, and he's been uh, gracious enough to give us a few minutes on his weekend off. Hello, Tom Caker, Trent and Ken. How's things? Doing well.
9: How about you guys?
1: Doing well. Let me steal something that Trent brought up because I think it's a valid point. Uh, Trenton's, you know, his handicapping angles. He's as sick as anybody. <laughs> he was talking about the uh, the north wind that is supposed to, well, uh, descend upon the state of Iowa, but uh, pursuant to Kinnick Stadium and with the new build-out, um, we don't know what that's going to do, Tom. What, what do you think is going to happen as far as the, the gusting winds out of the north that will now have a different barrier in, in front of it as it tries to wreak havoc on the playing surface?
9: Yeah, I don't know that it's going to be a whole lot different than it ever was. I mean, wind seems to find its way down to the floor of Kinnick. It'll maybe it'll swirl a little bit more. I don't know, but um, I, I just I don't know that it'll it, it'll probably impact the kicking game. I don't know that it's going to really impact the passing game a whole lot uh, from an Iowa perspective. And you look at Maryland; they don't throw the ball nope. a whole lot. <laughs> they have thrown for seven hundred yards. Uh, the, last, uh, the whole year, and you know it feels like Stanley's thrown for that in the last two games.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, Tom, uh, a lot of people are kind of equating this to Georgia Tech and the different triple option that they saw. The big difference, though, they had a month to prepare for Georgia Tech. They have a week yeah. to prepare for this. The preparation level, completely different, certainly, than anything that they've seen this year. Explain a little bit more what you've seen out of this Maryland offense and, and all the motion that they do. And the preparation that it's going to take for the Hawks this week?
9: Yeah, it's just it's a lot of deception, is what it is. So, you know what Iowa always does well is they just kind of play assignment football. And if they play assignment football, I think they're going to be fine. It's just uh, teams that are not very disciplined tend to get exploited a little bit. But if you dive into the the Maryland rushing numbers and they're impressive, I mean, fourteen hundred yards get two guys that are averaging over eight yards of carry. But when you dive into it, they ran for 444 against a grotesque Bowling <laughs> Green team right. uh, that just fired their coach and is probably one of the worst teams in college football this year. And they ran for, what, 290 last week against uh, a horrible Rutgers team who's, mm-hmm. you know, one of the worst teams in college football. And then the, the only kind of anomaly was maybe Minnesota. They ran for 315 against the Goaf. But, um, you know, and the Goph did pretty well against Iowa, but um, not the most disciplined team in the world. So that probably led to a lot of those yards. So I, I just look at the other teams that they've ran against, and it, you know they've had forty car- carries for you know one hundred and forty yards, and that's not going to be blowing me away.
1: Hmm. Tom, I, I wonder uh, your uh, behind enemy line segment that or, or that you guys do uh, at HawkeyeReport dot com, and you, when you reach out to the opponents, uh, rivals writer. Um, I'm wondering if DJ Durkin came up. Did did, did I mean? Because I'm surprised that we've had no, there's been no resolution of of this. And and you know when the when the tragedy happened, I mean, how do you survive this? But apparently, Durkin must have some some high price donors or backers uh, on his side in this whole thing. I would have thought there would have been a resolution by now. When you talk to your cohort uh, that covers the Terps, did he shed any light on this at all, Tom?
9: It's just um, mainly that the the investigation is still kind of ongoing. I think there was supposed to be at least some report late this week, maybe today, uh, that they were going to put something together or at least share a report with the higher ups at at Maryland. But yeah, there is there's there a funny story that I heard that one of the donors that's really kind of a a Durkin backer got uh, was put on the. The team charter I is going remember somewhere that. Yes. to Michigan a
8: couple of weeks and
9: ago. And the it was Michigan, yeah. And the and the players kind of basically said, yes. "We're not getting on the plane if this dude's on there." Right. So I kind it kind of tells you where the the players are on all this. Um, and I I just can't see. I I still boggles my mind that he's not gone yet. I mean, he's mm-hmm. somebody's got to pay a price for that. a yeah. I mean, Kid died for mistakes. Right. sakes, and and you know it was his culture and he's got to pay the price for it, and I think he will, but I think they're they going to be extra careful to dot every I and cross every T to make sure that they have all the information that they need to make the case that he should be fired for cause so then they don't have to pay him.
2: That's the biggest part of it. Hey, a big recruiting weekend, Tom, the only home game in October Kid from uh, our neck of the woods, Southeast folks, Gavin Williams, a running back with offers from Iowa, Iowa State, Michigan, Nebraska. He'll be in town. Tell us a little bit about him, his recruiting process, and some of the other big names that'll be in Iowa City uh, starting tomorrow.
9: Yeah, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, kind of stick with the in state kids, but there's been a lot of discussion about Williams because, hey, he's really good, but. You know, there's there's been some rumblings that maybe he's an Iowa State lean, and then he, you know, but he says Iowa is one of his favorites. And you know, there's all, a lot of uh, attention being paid to him so far, and he's, you know, it catches your attention when Nebraska and Michigan both offer him too. I mean, that just that kind of jumps out at, uh, out at you a little bit that, that uh, schools like that are involved with him. A um, couple other kids, in-state kids to highlight, probably the the 2021 kids, um, Griffin Ladell, a kid from Bettendorf who's really good defensive tackle. He's you know going to be a name that we're going to talk about a lot in the next couple years. And also um, T.J. Bowlers, his dad uh, Trevor played at Iowa, uh, you know, back in the day, and for, for Coach Fry, and he's a he's a stud. I mean, the kid's really really talented, and both those guys are. Going to have multiple Big Ten national type offers uh, before this is all said and done. So, uh, but they both got Iowa ties because the parents who went to the University of Iowa. So they're going to be really key recruits for the Hawkeyes. Mm.
1: Tom, last thing for you: uh, Does Fitzgerald's Cats do the Hawks a favor and knock off the Badgers?
9: Uh, I think that uh, yeah. I I always bet on Fitz. You know, I just. Mm. I, I I'm going to start to wonder: Is the Northwestern Iowa game in early November going to be kind of the swing game for the Big Ten for who goes to uh, to Indianapolis? Interesting. Uh, to keep, make a case for that, but you know, keep an eye on uh, our our boilers this weekend too.
1: Okay, six thirty. The
9: makings of yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, I don't know, Trent. What do you think? Does
1: uh Upset special? The upset special. Do the boilers pick off the Buckeyes Trent Condon?
2: Oh, I'm taking a taste on that money line. It's juicy. <laughs> Tom, it's... you're on to something with yes, the Vulture yes, Boy Trent. Yes, yes. You know me well, Tom. You know me well.
9: I I know how Trent gambles. <laughs> I I there is certainly taking that thirteen and a half or fourteen whenever you shop. That's yes. a lot
1: of points. The last thing for you, Tom, since you're uh, you prognosticating here with us. Uh Nebraska win tomorrow?
9: Yeah, I think they're gonna get a win finally. Uh I I think probably maybe by double figures. back to back road games for the Gulf and they haven't played well. Uh you know, it's probably I'm gonna guess it's gonna be windy and Lincoln too. So you know, I I got a good feeling the Huskers are gonna have a little breakout game this week. We will see. Thank you, Tom Caker. We'll talk to you next Friday. Appreciate it. Okay,
1: thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Tom Kicker. HawkeyeReport dot com. From the Hawks to the Clones, they're off this week. Dylan Montalpines, we look back at the first part of the uh, cyclone season as well as the 2019 uh, conference. or the schedule that came out yesterday? Dylan Trenton, Ken, how are you? Doing pretty well. Good to be with you guys. Uh, Good to be with you, and thanks for giving us a few minutes here as you get set to take a weekend off. Uh, What jumped out at you when the uh, Big 12 released their football schedule for 2019? Give me a a bullet point or two. What jumped out to you, Dylan?
10: Uh, Yeah, this isn't... I'll get to the Big 12. This isn't specifically Big 12-related, but having three non-conference home games is kind of a Uh a good way to start, start the year, just given once you get into the Big 12, you go three or four on the road to start, which is is interesting. And that October 12th game at West Virginia is followed up by October 19th at Texas Tech. They're so kind of doing the longest stretches um, in the Big 12 mm-hmm. footprint, which I thought was interesting. But then um, – So you were know, you, you,
1: so you, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah,
10: absolutely. Walk uh, a lot of miles. Yeah. It'll be be hectic. But um, th- that'll be an interesting stretch. And then I think once you look into November, um, you go to Norman on November 9th, and then you get Texas at home. Um, on November 16th, which is is going to be interesting. I don't know if Texas has been up here um, in November before, so that it's kind of they usually try to. Uh, it feels like put Texas, um, uh, you know, if they come to Ames, it's usually earlier or in the mm-hmm. middle of the
4: season, not late.
10: So uh, those are kind of the bullet points that stood out to me, but but really interesting and probably um, not not as uh, daunting maybe as what this year started out as.
2: By weeks before Iowa and before Oklahoma can't draw up a better schedule than that
10: yeah I think those are really well timed and if they don't have another cancelled opener um, you'll, you'll get the, 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 that game film uh, before you go into Iowa which which certainly helps and is a big deal and then uh, before Oklahoma they're they're in nice spots. Um, just kind of when you you look at the schedule, and like I mentioned with the road trips you have to take, getting them um, uh, getting two uh, once you start the schedule and then you're when you're in the season is is a big
1: deal. No doubt. You know that's an interesting point. What what will Pollard do with that U and I game? He likes night games to start the season. The fan base does. I get it. Um, does what happened this year. Factor into mm. what what they do with that start time? Might, might they make it? Because it's going to be, I'm assuming, it'll be Cyclones TV. Therefore, they could, you know, they could put it at one o'clock if they want. What do you think they'll do, Dylan?
10: I would venture to guess that they'll probably just do a six or seven o'clock start. Uh, Pollard has talked about, um, you know, obviously they haven't had Kansas games right. very often. This this was the first one since 1960, 1963, so I don't think it's going to cause them to rethink everything. Um, you know, selfishly for for me, and nobody cares uh, how I feel. But I like the earlier kicks. I can get all my stuff in and on time, and and it makes it easier on me. But I, I understand it from a fans' perspective and from a university perspective of like like liking it to be later, because you get the full day of tailgating. Um, you kind of get the under the lights atmosphere. So I, I would venture to guess that it'll be six or seven o'clock. But um, you know, as, as you get closer, who knows? It, it could be four, two thirty, whatever.
2: Late slate in the Big 12. Iowa State obviously off uh, five other teams also off this week. Texas Tech, Kansas, gross. But TCU-Oklahoma, this was a game before the season many people had it circled as maybe the deciding factor. Who's, uh, well, I guess, the, the number one team in the Big 12? Not the case as TCU is off to a 3-3 three and three start. Give us a quick hit. What do you think uh, you're going to see? You saw both these teams in action this year, TCU and Oklahoma.
10: Yeah, I think it'll be a really interesting matchup. It's obviously a lot of offense versus a uh, really good defense. So um, I'm interested to see Oklahoma coming off that bye week, what they look like, um, you know, the defensive coordinator shake up. What does that do to them? Um, obviously I think the the offense is going to continue to produce at a high clip, but TCU, um, they got to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. Sean Robinson struggled. Um, I don't know if they're pulling the plug on him or if Gary Patterson is, is going to kind of stick with him a little bit and maybe switch guys in and out. Um you know, every other series, whatever the case is. But I like Oklahoma in that game personally. I just think they're going to be too talented offensively across the board and and be able to do enough against that defense. And, um, you know, their defense certainly isn't – Oklahoma's isn't anything, you know, you can um, hold up high in esteem. But I think TC is going to have enough problems uh, moving the ball and, and certainly putting it in the end zone.
1: If they could have one do over Iowa State this year, I have to assume it would be that TCU game, right? Because, look, the way I, I think Iowa State is still very much in the in the picture as far as you know getting one of those two berths uh, spots in the Big Twelve Championship. But the two teams that you know they lost to are also in that conversation, in Oklahoma and TCU. I still think Oklahoma. After watch West Virginia, I guess Oklahoma is now. Uh, not significantly better than anybody, but they would be the favorites. That TCU game, when it comes to tiebreakers, Nolan threw for about 80 yards in the game. Stats were abysmal. Um, that would be, I would think, the one that they would want to have a, a do-over. Do you feel the same way? Uh,
10: yeah, absolutely. And, and you look at the broad schedule, they're three losses. Iowa, you can kind of accept that, that defense is... Obviously, really, really good, and um, they they were just able to out-tough them a little bit in that game along the lines. So you accept that one. Oklahoma, they they just uh, outran them a little bit, so you can kind of take that for what it's worth. But TCU, I think, is going to be the one that they look back and say, "Man, um, you know," and not to put this all on Zeb's shoulders because I think there was uh, more to it than that um, on offense, but. The the way he played, certainly, um, it it was tough because you take away that fumble, return for a touchdown, um, you know, then you allow seven or ten points to TCU and and you end up winning. And, you know, maybe you go down and kick a field goal in that game or something can happen. So uh, I think that's going to be like one of those what ifs like last year when um, you talked about Oklahoma State or Kansas State or. Or um, West Virginia, uh, one of those games last year. That was kind of those what ifs. I, I think TCU could be that this year. Although um, the, the second half of the schedule does set up um, to to make a nice run. Uh, it just is going to be interesting to see if they can continue um, to produce at a clip offensively like they have the last couple weeks.
2: Dylan, let's jump over to a little bit of basketball. The preseason poll comes out today from the Big 12 coaches. Kansas, as expected, number one. Iowa State at number six. Any surprise at all to you? Where where would you have them in your preseason poll?
10: Yeah, I'd probably have them anywhere from four to six. I think they're spotted pretty pretty well. I don't know if I would have too many arguments about that. I think you gotta yeah. obviously put Kansas number one, K State and West Virginia. You could maybe talk about flipping those. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if West Virginia was second. I then I think TCU, Texas and Iowa State are all kind of in that mix and Possibly Texas Tech, although I think they're just a hair hair below, as the poll indicates. But um, Baylor and Oklahoma State, I think, are, are the two that are at the bottom for me in my own mind, and that's kind of what was reflected in the poll, but I think they were responded appropriately just based on kind of projecting how the talent is going to fit together, and certainly if they can get healthy, that's going to be the big thing, but mm-hmm. I think as the pieces come together um, in mid-December, maybe, um, they have they a shot, maybe a top-four finish.
1: Yeah, I know your colleague Travis Hines um, wrote about this, but it sounds as though Solomon Young probably going to be back for conference play, but in all likelihood, not not much before that if at all
10: yeah that's probably um maybe a more optimistic view of, of what was initially thought as uh-huh. far as Solomon Young and his injury so um this is the thing is going to be how how quickly can he ramp up and get ready for big 12 play just because it is so physical in the position he plays um it, it's going to require that so I think if he can kind of um, get back at the time frame they're they're talking about, whether it's that mid December or second half of December, and and uh, quickly assimilate to what Big Twelve play is going to be like, then then I think they have um, you know re- reason to be optimistic about what they can do in the conference. But um, yeah, it's just a matter of kind of fitting all the pieces together, like I said, and some of those new guys meshing with. Um pieces, uh, certainly Wendell Wigginton among them.
1: Uh, I saw that uh, the uh, Kansas game is Saturday, January the 5th. The students aren't back yet. Kansas, one trip to Hilton, hmm. the students won't be back yet. Uh, that's disappointing. I was going to say it's unfair and it's... It's disappointing, is what it is, Dylan. You know Cyclone Alley for the Kansas game. That's the one game that the—I uh, mean, look—the students are going to fill the place most days or most games. But that one, they—they—they they, they sleep, but they camp outside for crying out loud.
10: Hey, yeah, really poor timing <laughs> when you look at how the schedule is laid out. Because I think in the past it's been teams like Kansas State or or Texas or, or Texas Tech. It's been schools where. Um, you know, they're all important, obviously, when you get to conference, but there's something actually different about um, that Kansas game. So, really poor timing. And I think um, they'll open that up. So, I don't know if students will be able to buy back tickets or if they're opening up to the general public. But the, the whole aura of, of the Cyclone Alley is, is not going to be intact for that game. And it certainly um, makes it a different atmosphere in a different place just because they do bring so much energy.
1: Dylan, great stuff. We will uh, catch up with you on Monday. Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate it. Enjoy your bye week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune. Follow him on Twitter. Why wouldn't you? At Dylan, Monts, at Dylan Monts, Montz, at Dylan Montz, M-O-N-T-Z, at Dylan Montz on Twitter. We'll take a time out. We've got back-to-back voices coming up. Mm-hmm. Voice of the Chiefs first, Mitch Holtis. Then a 12-10-ish voice of the
2: Vikings Paul Allen. Well, now we just need Wayne V and Jeff Joniak, and we got all four. Now, what teams do they do? I know what they do. Packers, you know, Bears, Packers, yeah. Bears.
1: Uh,
8: We're Bears, halfway home
2: though. That's pretty good. Not bad, right? Yeah. Uh, your Bears. The the numbers coming down. I saw two and a half this morning. I, you know, I don't like to be optimistic about my team. I think they're going to play well. I think they're going to win this game. Just no, maybe not good enough to put in my picks. What's what's the? Do you have a breakdown of the money on that game? Yeah, can I you can find, find it. that?
1: Yeah. Because I have to think, even though the number's coming down, the amount of bets right. have to be overwhelmingly in favor of the Patriots. Now the Sharps, apparently, are coming in on the Bears
2: in this one. Let's see what we have. Cash-wise, not really. Just 52% of the cash on there. But in terms of ticket price, overwhelming. 77% of the tickets on New England. Yeah, I mean, that's this is, this is a pros versus Joes. Pros versus the
1: tourists. If you're in Vegas, because everybody's going to take the the Patriots yeah, at two and a, and a half. Are you kidding me? Less than a field goal, of course. And, and you think that this? I, I. You know what? I came so close. I came within a hair of putting this in my picks. Yeah.
2: And and then for some reason I couldn't pull the. This seems too easy to me. That's that's the reason that I'm a little optimistic about the Bears mm-hmm. this week because it does feel too Khalil easy. Max eighty percent.
1: Yeah. He's going to play, though, right? I mean, he'll play. He doesn't want to miss this game. No. I mean, he doesn't want to miss any game, but
2: Belichick and company are in town. An opportunity to get to Tom Brady. And if uh, you're going to Shy town and want to catch the game, make sure to bring your credit card.
1: Yeah, the prices to get in. My God, that, Trent, that, when was the last time the get-in price at Soldier oh. Field to see the Bears has been as... And we're not talking about the Packers. We're right. not talking about the Vikings. We're talking about an AFC team. That's in, but you only uh, get
2: to see him every... Well, that's true. Six years.
1: Uh, Tom Brady will not play in Soldier Field again.
2: Well, it is Tom Brady. No, nah, this is it for him.
1: Okay. Do you think? <laughs> I think. I think you're right. Um yeah, this is Tom Brady's last appearance at Soldier Field. You can say you've been there, but it's gonna cost you what, four hundred bucks to get in the door? 450. 450. Upper se- corners. And i corners those seats, and they suck. Do they? They're awful. Um Guess who put me up there? Uh, told you you were at the fifty. Uh, ah, club level. Club level. Standard. All your food and drink.
2: <laughs> See you in the upper corner.
1: Uh When's the jumpsuit's coming? Is, is posing the posing the picture in the orange jumpsuit. Tick, tick, tick. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Ken Miller Show. Trent and I until 1 on 1700 The Champ.
0: Your home for the UNI Panthers. Play-by-play coverage right here on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
2: Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with a print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at completeautoraps.com.
3: Now at Menard's, save big money in your next project with 11% off everything. Dakota shelving is the ideal shelving for bedrooms, living rooms, and kitchens. 11 and 3 quarter inch deep by 8 foot long square edge shelves are available in six finishes. Right now, only $8.89 each after sale price and 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menard's. Good through October 20th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save
0: big money at Menard's. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance.
1: Once upon a time, many years ago, the Ronald McDonald House of Central Iowa began helping families who have a sick or injured child. Today you can help these families and enjoy a great night out at the 19th annual Ronald McDonald House Gala on Saturday, November the third. The theme this year is Once Upon a Time, so come dressed up in your fairy tale costume and enjoy great food, drinks, and a silent auction. Reserve your tickets or table at Moines. Dot .org that's rmhdemoin.org
3: build your business at sinorama of ribandale we offer customized solutions for signs branding marketing and advertising we have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs build your brand and create your image look around and you'll see how andy woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them sinorama of ribandale the way to grow your business. 3368 100 Street in Urbandale. And online at sinorama.com ia-urbandale.
2: com
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans back to Miller and Condon on 1700 the champ.
1: All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 The Champ. Trent and I take you until 1 o'clock. Busy uh, noon hour coming up, including the voice of the Vikings. Paul Allen will join us. It's Vikings and the Jets, but more importantly, here on 1700 The Champ. The Chiefs play here home and away all season long. Sunday night football, primetime, back-to-back weeks. He's the voice of the Chiefs. You can hear him on 1700 All Season Long, Mitch Holtus. Mitch, Trent and Ken, how are you?
7: Uh well, good morning men please uh tell Paul Allen hello
1: I will for me
7: and also s- just tell him no <laughs> So uh the famous one word call
1: uh, Yeah we're call. excited
7: Oh yes um so does he uh, but uh he's he's going to come back with Stefan Diggs uh the um <laughs> honestly uh there's just a lot of excitement down here another Sunday night stage another huge game if you look at the nine top contenders in the AFC, the Chiefs, after this game, will have played, and they're one of them, so that leaves eight. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs will have played six of those mm-hmm. in the first seven games. I mean, just crazy schedule, um, but... Uh, Cincinnati's a good team. Big game, big stage.
1: Indeed it is. Can I go back last to last week, Mitch, just before we get into this one? Because honestly, I came away, and you're right, the schedule's been daunting. I think that I have more respect for what the Chiefs did last week. You kind of had the feeling as you're watching the game, it was going to be last touchdown wins. And the young quarterback who maybe didn't have the best first half of the game, That maybe that's unfair, um, but boy, he came on. This Chiefs team impressed me more in defeat maybe than they have In victories at some points this season. That speaks, that resonates.
7: It does, and it's not unfair. He had the two interceptions that really were 10 point swing. Uh, You handed Brady seven points, giving him the ball at the four, and then not getting the three points at the end of the half. But even more than that, the opportunity costs of five missed throws in the first half and three would have been touchdowns. Um, But then, to his point, and this is now stacking three of these games. In a row, because I include at Denver and the Jacksonville game uh, in the same category where he did not have good first halves, and in really in Denver he struggled for three quarters. But here's where the kid is unusual: he gives you a little, a bit of an Elway or a Favre or a Rodgers because he has the ability to gather himself and then excel. He has excelled in all three of those games when it mattered the most, and in the second half, his second half was brilliant against the Patriots. Uh, Andy Reid saw some things to change uh, a few mechanics for him and some calls in the red zone. New England's a great red zone defensive team, but the kid just played, and he played at a high level. And all intents and purposes, again, the kid should have been candle waxed by halftime. Mm.
2: Bob Sutton uh, continues to get some arrows from Chiefs fans with defense. There's not a whole lot that can be done. Do you expect any changes as it pertains to bringing in somebody via trade, looking on the waiver. I mean, it's difficult at this point in the NFL to find anybody, but what more can be done over there defensively here as we sit in the middle of October?
7: Well, a couple of uh, analogies here. One, he's been trying to – he's going to the archery range with a water gun. Hmm. Okay, that's one. Two, uh, have you ever been to the garage sale, Trent, Saturday (laughs) afternoon at about 3? Yeah,
1: right. Okay.
7: And usually, you know – the presale is Thursday night yeah. when you have your preferred customers, and then they're outside your, you know, banging on your door at five thirty Friday morning. You all send Saturday afternoon what's left. <laughs> right. I mean, that's kind of that's the NBA, NBA the NFL on uh, October the twentieth or nineteenth, whatever it is. Now that doesn't take away the ability to trade. Uh, I think though that the Bob Sutton keeps looking over the hill for the cavalry to arrive. Uh, and that would be in the getting Dan Sorensen back, getting Barry back, getting Justin Houston back. I mean, think what those three humans would do mm-hmm. immediately. Uh, but it's also another analogy. It was Colonel Travis at the Alamo waiting for the reinforcements to arrive, and they never showed up. So you're just hoping that those guys get back at some time. And for the mi- meantime, you got to hold the fort.
1: Uh, what do you see in Cincinnati, Mitch? Uh, last thing before we talk, a little pizza.
7: Good team. Uh, real good team. Andy Dalton's playing at a high level. He is. Uh, Came into the league in 2011. 2015 would have been his best year. He got up to a 10-2 start. They were rolling to a one seed. And then he broke his thumb. He really has not been back to that level until this year. They're number one guys in red zone offense. That gets your attention. Uh, and then two, I call them the lurk and strike defense. Uh, they're a rattlesnake. You don't see him and by the time you get struck, it's too late. Ryan Tannehill still hasn't played mm-hmm. since he played the Bengals. And you look at Geno Atkins, and you look at Carlos Dunlap, even the K-State kid, Jordan Willis, who's from Kansas City, and this is a team that can decimate you at the line of scrimmage, not just that, deflected passes. It's like your team did last night, Ken, against Arizona, deflected passes, mm-hmm. just crush the line of scrimmage um, and attack the quarterback. That's, that's what they do best. And this is a dangerous team.
1: Um, and you they got a dangerous guy in defense in Vontez Burfitz too. I, 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 uh, well, yeah, I, nice didn't leave, I mean, I,
7: I kind of don't like even talking I about don't the either. guy. I mean, he doesn't deserve uh, it. His, his stunt that he pulled last week against the Steelers, and I'm not a big Steeler fan, Right. it's not like those guys haven't played past the whistle. But Vontez Burfitt, to me, is at a whole other level. Yep. I figured it out. This is ridiculous. Here's your stat of the day. He's had over $4 million in fines. Yeesh. I mean, the guy. I, I mean, seriously, I, I had to look that up, and I read. I was doing the math, but it's it's like it's crazy uh, of what this guy does, and he goes out there, you know, with the intent to hurt. I I don't know why he's in the league. I think he ought to be in that A A L league or whatever's going to start in February.
1: I'm with you. We got 30 seconds left to talk about Papa John's. Let's lose use those seconds wisely, Mitch Holtis.
7: Matt Donaldson is ready. So is Tom Donaldson. So is Mark Harder. So are all the because Sunday night or Monday night football uh, is a big deal for Papa John's and pizza in Des Moines. They are ready with extra help. They've got some specials. Go to PapaJohns.com. Shoot, you can do it for lunch today. But Sunday night's going to be a big Papa John's night. You get center stage NFL Chiefs and Bengals, and you get Papa John's. It doesn't get much better than that.
1: Indeed, it does not. Thank you, Mitch. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, man. Good to talk to you, Mitch Holder. 1,700, the champ. 1700 the champ with the
0: drive every weekday afternoon wolfgang and trent condon have you covered for the drive home real sports talk for real sports fans get ready for a revolution
8: mr executive we bring out your best the look that's really you And mr executive you will believe what we can do
0: We make the difference, the perfect style for you.
8: Get ready for a revolution, Mr. Executive.
3: You can lease a car, lease a computer, you can even lease a business suit. So why not lease a hair system? Mr. Executive in Windsor Heights is proud to offer you this new opportunity. For just $200, you can enjoy real hair for 90 days. After 90 days, you can keep your new hair system with the $200 fee going towards the purchase price. Call Mr. Executive at 274-4049 or visit them at 6983 University in Windsor Heights.
0: Ready for a revolution, Mr. Executive.
6: thinking about selling your home soon listen up as this will save you big money charterhouse real estate is a full service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical six or seven percent commission structure that you are used to we charge sellers 24.95 plus three percent we know math stinks so think about it like this if you were selling a two hundred thousand dollar house you would save roughly thirty five hundred dollars with us versus a six percent commission if your home is four hundred thousand the savings would be ninety five hundred dollars That's charterhouseiowa.com. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. When it comes to your money, you want
3: two things. To make the most out of your investments and pay the least taxes on your income. Sounds easy, right? It is at Bowman Shaw Tax and Financial Planning in West Des Moines. Because Bowman Shaw handles both taxes and financial planning, they can custom tailor a winning strategy for your money. Bowman Shaw Tax and Financial Planning, 1031 Office Park Road in West Des Moines, and online at bowmanshaw.com. Bowman Shaw, done right and right for you. Advisory services provided through BSC Capital Partners, LLC, a state of Iowa registered investment advisor. Accounting services provided through Bowman Shaw Company, LLC.
4: Kurt here from Archer Home Center. Since you're listening to this show, I know you're not careless with money, and you demand a great value. So here's my value proposition to you. At Archer Home Center, I guarantee that I'll match anyone's price, and I'll be anybody's service on carpet, hardwood, laminate, appliances, electronics, and mattresses. It's our price match guarantee. Archer Home Center in Adel.
0: MatiniOne's Anybody's service,
5: Archer Home Center.
8: Welcome to Ankeny's Greatest Neighborhood Restaurant, where everything is fresh and local. It's the Fletcher, full-service kitchen and bar. The Fletcher is the ideal place to grab lunch with colleagues, dinner with the family, or a craft beer and cocktail with friends, or a date on the patio. Rustic and contemporary influences collide, and the menu combines the very best comfort food with the latest food trends. Fresh salads, hand-tossed pizzas, juicy burgers, and classics from their smokehouse selection, like pork chops, ribs, chicken, prime rib, and steaks. You'll discover an amazing atmosphere and ambiance at the Fletcher and feel right at home. Two private dining rooms, great for private parties and celebrations, and catering as well for your convenience. Open Tuesday through Saturday for lunch and dinner with live music on Friday and Saturday nights and a terrific brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Located in Ankeny at 1802 North Ankeny Boulevard. The Fletcher is this week's sweet deal of the week. Get $50 worth of certificates for only $25. Get this.